0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: This is your Times Daily World briefing for Saturday, the 17th of September. I'm Emily Farrier, And I'm Amy Gill. People wait 24 hours to pay their respects to the late Queen Elizabeth.
2: Advice... Uh, from the Department for Media and Culture is not to join the back of the queue because uh, the queue is almost at capacity at tw- uh, 24 hours.
3: And Ukrainian forces uncover tortured bodies. By the time journalists
2: were allowed, several bodies were already unearthed, and you know, it was absolutely devastating. Picture. I need to say that it's by far one of the worst things I've seen uh, in the course of this war.
1: The Times Daily World Briefing. Princes William and Harry have been mounting a silent vigil at Queen Elizabeth's coffin at Westminster Hall on Saturday morning. They follow in the footsteps of their father, King Charles, who kept watch over the coffin on Friday with his siblings, following his first trip to Wales as monarch. Her late majesty's children and grandchildren have been tired in military uniform, standing silent, heads bowed for 15 minutes, as the public have been filing in to pay their respects. Most of the other members of the British royal family, including some of Queen Elizabeth's great-grandchildren, watch from a gallery. Times Radio's Alex Dibble has visited the historic Westminster Hall and spoke about the atmosphere there.
4: Well, I've just come out of Westminster Hall, and wow, that was quite something. As I said, I didn't know quite how I'd feel when I was in there, but the atmosphere, is amazing and it's completely silent as you can imagine. There was one woman who had her hands together all the way through the hall in prayer. Some were wiping tears away, others were actually sobbing as they passed by Queen Elizabeth's coffin and there were grown men crying which is not something that you see every day and the candles surrounding Queen Elizabeth's coffin meant that the crown sitting on top was glinting in that flickering light. It was something to behold, it really was.
1: The line to get into Westminster Hall is about four and a half miles long, snaking along the south bank of the River Thames, with people expected to wait 24 hours. Rick Kelsey has joined the queue for Times Radio and says people have been advised not to travel to London.
2: But the advice at the moment if you're going back at Southwark Park or if you've ever been to London, that's in South East London where it starts and then the queue winds its way along the South Bank of the Thames. The advice uh, from the Department for Media and Culture is not to join the back of the queue because uh, the queue is almost at capacity at tw- uh, 24 hours. Now, that's not to say you can't join, you can still join it, but it's important to note here, there is going to be a cutoff. Mm-hmm. Now, that cutoff time, Callum, is likely to be around about 18 to 19 hours from 6:30 a.m on monday morning so we're talking mid-morning tomorrow we expect the back of the queue will actually close
1: among those in the long queue was english football star david beckham who queued for 13 hours with snacks to keep him going the former england captain said it didn't matter how long people were waiting for they were all celebrating her majesty over 700,000 people are expected to pay their respects, and tomorrow will be the last opportunity for them to do so before the funeral on Monday. An emotional rehearsal of Her Late Majesty's burial took place on Friday night at Windsor.
3: King Charles, formerly the Prince of Wales, ended his tour of the United Kingdom in Wales on Friday. The monarch, who held the title of Prince of Wales for 64 years, which has now been passed to Prince William, told the Welsh Parliament he had a deep love for the country and that it had been a privilege to serve as their prince. But the country, a devolved nation of the United Kingdom, is re examining its relationship with the monarchy. The king even faced a heckler while greeting members of the public. Outside of the Welsh capital Cardiff, Real Democracy, an anti-monarchist group, silently protested an end to the Prince of Wales title. Will Hayward, Welsh Affairs Editor for Wales Online, spoke to Times Radio about the King's first visit and the overall mood.
2: I mean, you just have to look at the crowds that have turned out in Cardiff to show that there is incredible support in Wales um, for uh, the new king. Um, I think it is worth bearing in mind that obviously the the people that come out to celebrate usually, by definition, are supportive Hmm. of the royal family.
3: The passing of the Prince of Wales title dates back to the 14th century, when King Edward I gave the title to his son and heir who was born in Wales. Until that point, Wales had its own native prince, the last of which was killed by English forces when Edward I conquered the country. Hayward went on to talk about the current relationship between the monarchy and Wales.
2: There is a long-standing conversation in Wales about um, the monarchy, especially the role of the Prince of um, Wales. Um, So, um, uh, I think that's something that's going to be going uh, quite something we'll discuss a lot going forward, especially when we get to um, Prince William's investiture in
3: 1969. Charles's own investiture ceremony where he was officially crowned Prince of Wales, drew much criticism for its lavishness, despite the young prince's charm and his ability to speak Welsh. Leader of the pro-independence party Plaid Cymru, Adam Price, has called for a national conversation on whether the same ceremony should be held for Prince William. And 28,000 signatures so far have been collected for an online petition to end the title, which protesters say is a symbol of historical oppression. On the way, Florida's governor flies migrants to Martha's Vineyard, and the longest running Broadway musical announces its final curtain.
1: The Times Daily World Briefing Ukraine's president said bodies unearthed at a new mass burial site in land recaptured from Russia include people who were tortured. The chief investigator for the Kharkiv region says authorities have found more than 400 people who've been killed, some with their hands tied behind their backs. UN monitors are to be sent to the recaptured Ukrainian town of Izium following reports of the mass grave. The Times' Richard Spencer was among a group of journalists who went to the town of Izium.
2: The destruction in the city center there was the most intense destruction I've seen in any. Uh, uh, town in this conflict so far since February. Virtually every building in, in, in the city was damaged. And in the center, every single building was destroyed. Uh, pretty much the uh, town hall, um, the school, the supermarkets, uh, all, you know, reduced to shells.
1: Forensic experts and police have started to exhume the bodies found in a woodland outside of the town. The first body to be recovered from the mass burial site showed signs of a violent death the chief prosecutor for the Kharkiv region, said the man found at the site in Izium still had a rope around his neck. President Volodymyr Zelensky has likened the discovery to what happened in Bucha in the early stages of the invasion. Journalist Katerina Molafiva has been in Izium today and told Times Radio the site was devastating.
2: By the time journalists were allowed, several bodies were already unearthed and, you know, it was absolutely devastating picture. I need to say that it's by far one of the worst things I've seen uh, in the course of this war and since 2014. Because, I mean, in a way, I feel very connected to this area because I come from Donbass, and I always was passing through Izum on my way to Donbass.
1: Russia has repeatedly denied committing war crimes in Ukraine.
3: To the United States now, where on Friday, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, flew dozens of migrants from Texas to the wealthy vacation island of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. The Republican governor defended his decision as a political dispute over border security as the November elections approach. DeSantis blamed Joe Biden and the Democratic Party for what he claimed was a failure to stop migrants from crossing the US border, despite the record 1.8 million arrests made this fiscal year.
0: This is a massive and intentional policy uh, that is causing huge amount of damage all across the country. And it's all rooted in a failure to take care that the laws are faithfully executed and to fulfill his oath of office.
3: The group of migrants, mostly from Venezuela, were sent on Friday morning to Cape Cod after Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker organised transportation to and housing at Cape Cod military base. DeSantis announced that the Florida legislature set aside $12 million to transport migrants out of the state and that they were using the funds to protect Florida. On Friday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre condemned the flight, calling it a political stunt. Yesterday, two Republican governors reportedly lured 100 asylum seekers,
4: including children, onto planes and buses with false premises and then abandoned them on the side of a busy road thousands of miles away with nothing, with nothing but Ziploc bags of their belongings in hand.
3: The legal basis for DeSantis rounding up migrants from a state he does not govern remains unclear. The Times Daily World Briefing Sport. With an update on the 2022 World Cup, here's John Jackson.
5: Ecuador will play at the 2022 Football World Cup after FIFA dismissed an appeal from Chile, who claimed Ecuadorian player Byron Castillo was ineligible for the qualifiers. Chile had appealed FIFA's June 10th decision to dismiss their complaint that Castillo was born in Colombia in 1995 and not in Ecuador in 1998, as stated on his official documents. The winger played in eight of Ecuador's 18 qualifying games for the finals. The Chilean Football Federation claims it has a huge number of documents that prove without any reasonable doubt that the player was born in Colombia and confirmed it would appeal the decision to the Court of Arbitration for Sport. Ecuador is set to play in the opening match of the 2022 World Cup on Sunday the 20th of November against hosts Qatar.
1: The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment The longest-running show on Broadway is set to close in February of 2023. The lights will go out on The Phantom of the Opera on the 18th of February for the very last time, after 70 major theatre wins and 13,733 performances since its debut in 1988. Despite the show's legacy, it was reported that a sharp drop in ticket sales left the show losing $1 million a month, even after Broadway's reopening after the pandemic lockdown. The show, based on the classic novel by Gaston Leroux, tells the story of an aspiring opera singer in the 19th century who was coached by the mysterious Phantom of the Opera House, until things take a dark turn when the Phantom chooses the woman as his muse as she falls in love with an arts benefactor named Raoul. The Andrew Lloyd Webber musical will celebrate its 35th anniversary in January before shutting its doors one month later.
3: And finally, a doctor in India made the decision to ditch his car during heavy traffic and run three kilometres to his hospital to perform surgery. The traffic in Bengaluru is so bad that the Times of India call it meme-triggering, and so Dr. Nanda Kumar decided not to keep his gallbladder patient waiting when it seemed apparent the traffic was not easing.
1: Noting that his patients were already prepped for surgery and wouldn't be able to have their meals until after the surgery, he decided he had no time left to lose. The traffic in the city has prevented patients from arriving at the emergency rooms
3: in the past, so Nanda Kumar didn't want to leave it to chance. So running is not only good for you, but could potentially help save another life as well. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 17th of September.
2: This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google
0: Podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.